0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on the sixth and final Old Firm game of the season. Michael Beale finally gets his win against Celtic with impressive performances from the likes of Robbie McCrory and Todd Cantwell. Ross County are the big winners at the bottom with no real change in the battle for third. And Kyogo is Scotland's Player of the Year with Malik Tillman taking the Young Player Prize. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Roger Hanna. Yeah, quite the weekend, Gordon, culminating in the PFA Scotland Awards last night. Fraser Wishart in top form. Kyogo, as you say, Player's Player of the Year. Ange Postecoglou, Manager's Manager of the Year. But after that result at Ibrox on Saturday, can Rangers... Have a look at winning the awards next year And will Malik Kilman be at Rangers To win one of them And think back 10 days ago We were all excited Queen's Park versus Dundee For a place in the Premiership next season An 8 goal thriller 10 days on Both managers are away now That's an incredible uh, job that Owen Coyle done At Queen's Park uh, Maybe he feels he can't take any further But he can, he can walk away with his Definitely walk away with his head held high. In regards to the Premiership, like you say, Gordon, it's, it's as we were in, in the race for European slots for third, fourth, fifth and sixth. Bottom of the league doesn't get any less exciting building into these last three fixtures. An incredible weekend. It's not getting any quieter. So come on, 0141951025. Uh, yeah, we're probably about to argue for a couple of hours about a game that apparently didn't matter. Roger Hanna, which might tell you that they always matter a little bit. So we'll see uh, what the view is out there on the phones. 0141951025. On a serious note, what did you take away from it? Maybe you did take absolutely nothing. You, you're more than welcome to phone up with that view. Uh, maybe you Rangers fans, I'm sure, would be the ones who had the more in-depth conclusions to draw. Are you feeling a bit more optimistic about things? How important was it, even if it didn't mean that much, how important was it? To just win one And end that run Get a win for Michael Beale Get a look at Robbie McCrory Get a look at Ridvan Yilmaz Todd Cantwell Starting to come to the fore As arguably the main player in the squad So what did you take away from it? Celtic fans Maybe it's more about which Fringe players aren't quite up to it yet Is that fair? Is that a snap judgement? Is there anything to be drawn from The disparity between some of the first choice players And some of the guys that came in At the weekend? Or are you willing to give them a bit more time So overall What did you take away From Saturday's game At Ibrooks? Give us a call Right now 01419511025 High drama At the bottom An incredible weekend Particularly For Ross County Killian Dundee United St Johnston All still very much In that mix as well You would have to say And it was certainly tense In the, the race For third But no real change there So anything at all That's on your mind Maybe you're a Queen's Park fan And want to discuss The departure Surprise departure is it Of Owen Coyle Let us know 0141-951-1025 And to whet your appetite Roger Hanna Result of the weekend Result of the weekend I saw it myself Dundee United 1 Ross County 3 A huge win For Malky Mackay And Tanadise It took County Off the bottom of the table It put Dundee United Onto The bottom of the table and it really dragged St Johnson back into it as well. 
Kenny, you can't go for the same one, obviously. So what was your result of the weekend? Well, I was there and watched it as well. I'm going to go for the Rangers 3-0 against Celtic in, a, in the meaningless old firm game, which uh, obviously doesn't exist. It was a wonderful performance for Michael's players, right for the off, right the traps, got the early goal and deserve a 3-0 winners. OK, goal of the weekend. I'm not sure he had loads of brilliant choices and I don't usually play it down in that manner. What's What stood out for you? Well, it's difficult to talk up a penalty. But if you're ever going to talk up a penalty, it was the one that Kevin Van Veen scored. Second time round for Motherwell away at Perth against St. Johnson. First one saved by Remy Matthews, a retake because the goalie was off his line. He dinked it Panenka style. And the significance, Gordon, is the first player in Motherwell's history to score in eight consecutive games. 26 for the season now. And what did we say at the weekend? He's past Morelos, he's past David Clarkson for scoring in consecutive top flight games. Premiership games. Premiership yeah. games. Don't think anyone in the top flight's done more than eight since Craig Dargo, 2005 6. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'll know, Roger. That's for sure. Ask us, Kenny. <laughs> wasting his time there. Uh, goal of the weekend for you? I'll go Ryan Strange free kick. It's nice. always. Yep. Uh, Tough technique to get that ball up and down over a wall, uh, and he'd done it very, very well with, with some good pace as well. Wasn't he a good goalkeeper? There we go. Some set piece action for you then, right? This is where it gets fun. Howler of the weekend. Well, I'm not sure what he was thinking about, but Ryan Flynn, mm. 96 minutes on the clock at the Samaya Stadium, St Mirren, edging towards a really important win against Hearts, and. He decides to shove Josh Ginelli in the back when he's running away from goal. It's a clear penalty. One of the few decisions David Dickinson got right in the day. Um, Lauren Shanklin scores it. Hearts get out of jail. Okay, Kenny, howler. Roger just teed me right up for it, hasn't Same, he? Oh, no, you're going for it. It's the old it's the red card again. Oh, and, oh, I'm sorry, dear. I'm always the refs. But every no, time no, no. on a Monday, you're it's the howlers. This, this is just another one where, like... Is it a rusty judgment? I didn't think he got it out that quickly. I've seen refs get out that pocket and, and brandish it super quick before probably even the tackle's actually finished. But this was, for me, another Peter really Haring, poor decision against Hearts, which has been unfortunate yeah. the last few weeks. Yeah, they've appealed that decision. Stick with you, Kenny, then. Top man from the weekend. I think I've done, done it before in the last month or so, but I think Todd Cantmill is, is coming really at the fore in this Rangers team. He looks like he's going to be a wonderful sign-in. He got the first goal... Uh, in the game against Celtic on Saturday but it was wonderful throughout on the ball off the ball his energy and his work ethic is there for all to see wonderful performance mm. Roger well afternoons don't really get any better for this man three goals for the first time this season a hugely significant win and after watching Rangers in the old firm game Jordan White then scored three for Ross County against Indy United so is 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 not a bad afternoon for Big Jordan. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Then come on, what are you thinking after another busy weekend? If we're talking on the pitch, clearly there's a lot to digest from Ibrooks. What do you take from it? How optimistic does it make you, Rangers fans? Are you keeping grounded? Does it change your thoughts at all on the rebuild? Who stood out for you, Celtic fans? Fringe players? Are they up to it? All the questions you would have expected. It was awards season, as uh, Roger alluded to. Kyogo, Ange Postacoglu, a real Celtic feel to the awards, as you would expect. Malik Tillman getting in there as young player as well. So give us a call. Ross is first through tonight. How are you, Ross? Are you well? Hi, Gordon. Uh, Roger and Kerry. Hope you're all well. Not bad at all. Uh, what did you, uh, you take away from the weekend then? Well, I think from a Celtic point of view, um, from a meaningless game, there's a lot to take away from it. Um, and I think for me there's clearly players in that team that are not good enough to play at this level and Kobayashi just looks like a rabbit in the headlights and he just looks like as if he's lost um, 
But maybe he's another one that he's a bit of a he's a bit of one of the players that he's he's okay going forward, but defensively he is all over the shot. And O is just I don't I don't see where he gets a game because Kyogo's getting play of the year, scoring thirty odd goals a season, and I don't think O's at the levels that we are we need him to be at. And I'm afraid and I think three or four of them need to get shipped in the summer. Uh, right, let's go through them one by one if you like You can split them amongst yourselves Roger, um, I don't know if you're a centre half in your day But we'll let Kenny do the striker Kobayashi, fair? Um, he had a poor game at the weekend um, I've seen him a few times He looks very nice on the ball He looks composed He's got a range of passing to him But defensively If you like your defenders to defend Defensively, he didn't look very secure at the weekend um, there were question marks about his positioning for the first goal He was simply out-muscled by John Souter for the second goal And it was a real examination of him that he didn't stand up to Kenny? I, I, I've got to agree I mean, I've seen a lot of him in other games Not against the lesser opposition Celtic having 78% of the ball And he did, he looks comfortable uh, he has got a good range of passing But I, I looked at the first corner And I think Rangers surrounded Joe Hart and, and Suter was left out I think with Kobayashi And I thought that looked a bit of a mismatch I think John's just more powerful He's, he's stronger And then three corners later he's, he's headed number two And passed Joe Hart And he did bully Kobayashi mm. in that And it, it, it was Listen it, it, The first goal might be a bit harsh I was going to say How, cu- how culpable it. is he for it Because yeah. it certainly doesn't look great for him Because he sort of spun the wrong way but having never been in that situation, is is that just one of those instincts? It's just things the that defender's you've... instincts, you know. Like you say the strikers when you're following in shorts and you're ready, the defenders have to expect it. And the fact that you say he's going mm. the wrong way and he's, he is slow to react to that, it doesn't look great. But he's listen, he's no, he's not fully at fault for it, you know. Mm. But he's, would you he's, be looking for Joe Hart to push that wider? Is that is that a fair criticism? Well, I, th- I think that there's something in it, absolutely, because it wasn't a. I mean, it was a decent shot. It wasn't a, an amazing shot where he was really kind of stretching or or he was he was getting asked a lot to uh, to keep it out. So he has kind of pushed it back into an area of, of danger. That's for sure. And uh, and Encantment was on it in a flash quicker than any of the Celtic defenders. So again, just on. Mm. I, 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 I think in Kobayashi's defence is he's, he's thrown into a game, a big game. Irrespective if the leagues are one and, and it's an old firm game And he's alongside Three other defenders yeah. That are not The, the recognised First choice Celtic back for Yeah I wonder On him in particular Ross Is, is it worth sort of A bit more patience I know it's not easy in, After games like that one But Are we maybe all getting A bit carried away No I don't, I don't think so I just think Watching him It's just When you watch Starfield And Carter Vickers It's night and day Compared to Kobayashi And I don't know, I just have a feeling that he's not going to cut it at Glasgow. I don't think he's going to be a, a regular at Celtic. And I, I know it's early days, but if he was to go out in the summer and go out in loan, uh, I don't think any Celtic fan would even be that bothered, to be honest. I'm not sure Starfelt was immediately as solid as he looks now, Roger. No, no, absolutely. But it, listen, David Friel said in the show when you spoke to him after the final whistle on Saturday that this might have... Begged a few questions about the strength and depth of the Celtic squad. Was Ange Postacoglu just looking to send any sort of message out to the board that he may need a left back better than Burnaby? He may need another centre back to maybe even go in alongside Carter Vickers ahead of Starfield and Kobayashi. He may need another right back as cover for Johnson. Um, he may need another striker in case something happens to Kyogo. And that's all before mm. you asked the question about the goalkeeper. 
you know, can Celtic upgrade a goalkeeper? Got li- always a little bit of sympathy for you strikers, Kenny, because I think Ross is right. Clearly, always not on Kyogo's level because he's actually the best player in the country according to the the players last night. So not not many people are on his level in that position this season. The chance has he dinks McCrory. It hits the post You're talking a couple of inches away from us Just having a completely different tone tonight And that that is the fine margins I guess You guys have to deal with It is And this, these are the fine margins that have been levelled At the Rangers players over the last two or three Old Firm games Oh, should score there, there, There's no getting away from it Robbie, uh, Robbie McCrory is scrambling yeah. He slipped, he's scrambling I don't even know if he needs to dink it Is there a chance where he could actually just slot it Rather than trying to lift Either way, whatever finish he chooses He's got to score But these are the things in these games This is why these these shows This way will be on It's an autopsy of the game afterwards And that's a big moment in the game Because it came Rangers were out the traps To get their goal And that came pretty quickly A really good chance to respond And get your team back level And he never took it And then you're always going to be drawn With the comparisons Oh, would Kyogo have scored that? And I think the, the overriding answer would have been, of course he would have, because he's been ruthless this season. So it's uh, it's probably harsh on him. He's not as good as Kyogo at the moment. He's, he brings a different element to that, that Celtic team. You've seen Kyogo's first action was to run beyond and Hattati tried to find him. Mm. That's the threat that he poses, constantly asking the defenders questions. Uh, and that's why he's the player of the year. How much did the game mean, Ross? Um, if I'm being honest... It, it always means something. It, I get obviously from a Celtic, a Celtic fan's point of view, it's, it doesn't mean anything because the league's won and stuff. But these games always mean everything. And I was probably one of the ones before the game. I wasn't ever that bothered about it. And then come Saturday, I was bothered. So um, it, it definitely meant a lot. But losing three 0 it did hurt. It hurts a lot. And I know Celtic are still potentially going to go and win the treble. But at the end of the day, losing to your rivals is never great. And to lose in that manner that we did on Saturday was, for me, unacceptable from a Celtic's point of view because we shouldn't be shipping three goals. Um, and I get we can, we, can, we can lose goals, but the manner we lost the goals in was just totally sloppy. Look at the third goal, Sakala. I don't think it was Cantwell, sorry. Gets the ball from McGregor. And then Sakala's got a running goal, three. No one even around him. So the sloppiness on Saturday was just totally unacceptable. I think the uh, sorry Roger. I think that they, and I, I know what I actually commend Ross for saying that and actually saying it does mean something because the noise that surrounds the old firm, particularly this one mm. leading into it, the aftermath, because it was meaningless and there was no silverware and the, the three points was not going to affect the league title. The one thing's for sure that's the, that's the fans' perspective within that Celtic camp. They'll be hurting because they've just lost three nil. They've mm. it, it was it was a really really convincing win for Michael Beale and his men. Uh, and you'll be hurt and he alluded to that last night at the awards he was still reeling after the result that will hurt them because no team wants to lose because see if it doesn't hurt them that suggests that these Celtic players have approached this game and they've no care yeah. and that's not the message that's been coming out of Celtic Park for months and months it's we don't stop this they're mm. relentless and they're, they're constantly in, in pursuit of excellence you know performances like that results like that and if you're approaching it in that manner where you're thinking well it doesn't matter that's not the mindset that everybody's been putting out about the Celtic team there are degrees of hurt obviously and degrees of frustration and degrees of meaninglessness well if we've just made up a word it's it's the most meaningful meaningless game of the season (laughs) now I I, I noticed our own Simon Donnelly tweeted before kick off on Saturday there's no such thing as a meaningless derby 
And then a bit of self-deprecating humour last night Retweeted his own tweet by saying Except this one, you know yeah. And he was only kidding but you, on. can, you do get, you get both sides of it well, no, I don't think anyone's ever going to say It's completely, entirely and utterly meaningless But as a Celtic player You probably won't be thinking about it too much If you go on and lift a treble in a couple of weeks And I wonder if the truth is You can only really tell In a couple of months' time Cause It might, might be a flash in the pan It might be that Celtic gone and win all four league meetings next season But if it's looked back on as the start of something for Rangers Then unfortunately I'd like to conclude it all tonight But only really time will tell It will only tell And the, the thing about the Celtic have had a wonderful season You know and again Barring a miracle they're going to go on and lift the, the Scottish Cup As well as the League Cup in the league And they've been, they've been excellent They deserve the awards, the individual awards And they deserve all the, all the, all the team awards that they're going to go on to achieve but Rangers have been competitive against them in these last few games and I felt it was a bit of reward for the efforts that they've even put in at Celtic Park and even in the semi-final where there wasn't a lot between the teams. Celtic, listen, it's not going to hurt them. It's not going to hurt them in the respect they've, they've achieved what they've achieved. It doesn't affect that. But what it maybe just lets them know is, well, maybe this gap that everybody keeps talking about is a points gap at the top league. Well, this team... Have shown they can compete with Celtic over the games. They've been beating pretty much everybody else as well. So coming back next season, they're thinking it could be game on. And the last bit is it does get the monkey off Michael Beale and his staff and these players that have just came in and, uh, since January, where they've had five opportunities mm. to go the, against Celtic and not got the result. The, That's gone now. The question now will be: I mean, you, you, when Michael Beale came in, Kenny, the gap was nine points. Again, the gap's now ten points six months later. So there's not really been much of a difference in the league. The thing that Celtic fans will cling on to at the minute is Celtic have won the two meaningful, really meaningful games so far. The League Cup final mm. and the Scottish Cup semi-final. You know, when it really came down to something, when something was on the line, they managed to get over the line. And the first Old Firm game next season, at Ibrox again, will be fascinating to see if Rangers can, can do what they did on Saturday Thank you Ross What about from a Rangers perspective what did you take away from it at the weekend 0141 951 1025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141 951 Let's bring in John and Helensborough How's it going John? How's it going? I'm not bad. Evening panel. Good man, John. What are you thinking then after the weekend? Uh, obviously, about time. Um, it's just showed signs of what we've been working on. But what I'd like to say, I'd like to give a wee bit of credit to the last caller, Rossi Celtic fan. Uh, if I honestly know, admitting that that every one of these games are big games, doesn't matter where it falls in the season. Um, so, so credit there uh, and I also want to mention as well this mention of sloppy goals uh, it's a sloppy goal I don't I don't think we, we can even use that word there Rangers were Rangers were amazing from the first minute to the last minute Rangers were in the face of Celtic they didn't allow them to get into their natural flow of football and if there's signs if we can build on that and try and uh, keep that kind of momentum in, in the game of football for 90 minutes then I think Celtic are going to so they say uh, concede more of these sloppy goals but see the thing is John we, we, these sides meet every couple of weeks and we end up contradicting ourselves we surely can't have it both ways you Rangers fans were more than entitled a couple of weeks ago to bemoan the soft goals that you lost in the fixture That's 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 what we spoke about and now Celtic do it And I've never understood this Because we flip-flop It doesn't take anything away for Rangers Don't worry, John People will still think Rangers had a good performance You can still think that 
In conjunction with Celtic defending poorly Same as a few weeks ago You can still think Rangers were terrible defensively And that Celtic deserved to win the game I don't know why we're always so keen uh, To make sure that nothing's getting taken away from our team When actually that, that's not really the case yeah, I, I do get that. Obviously, in any any game of football, it then just shout it away. Any goal to lose, uh, you're looking you're looking at sloppiness um, from any team. Any goal conceded, you, you want to try and find the answer of how it's happened and stop it. Um, I do get that, but but credit credit to Ross for coming on and it's talking that that's a lot for them to say that, that these games are still massive no matter where they fall How, how massive though John because we said earlier there are there are degrees of this stuff it's obviously of the six it's the least significant of the six this season isn't it I mean we know that so how, how big how important do you think it was? Uh, very important for the Rangers point of view uh, just a, a wee bit of a wee bit of confidence to take into um uh, the the oh I'm in the wrong place here sorry um a, a wee bit of confidence to take into pre season with us and just the fire and the heart and the bellies I think from Celtic's point of view um it's one they could afford to lose but obviously they're still going to be hurting yeah we did see Kenny like there are not a lot of secrets here this is not massive announcements for anyone to say that, that meant more to Rangers at the weekend it tends to be that way when you're the the chasing pack doesn't it of course it does and I think it's not just about being the chasing pack it's, it's the previous five you know again you can maybe forget about the first one but the previous four for Michael Beale and his team and his staff uh, they've came in they've, they've had some really strong performances in the games but they've just not managed to get the job done uh, well they got the job done convincingly I mean they were outstanding and John's right right for the off they were in the face the energy within the performance was great it got the crowd involved again you've, you've got that there's no Celtic fans mm. there you got the 50 52,000 Ibrox involved in the game right for the off and then you got your reward early with the goal so it was a it was a wonderful performance there's no doubt it was more important to Michael mm. Beale and, and Rangers uh, but again it's still going to hurt it's still going to hurt the other side because it's, and you can forget about 107 point totals now that's another thing you can yep. go on so again I didn't really there was a constant I'm sure again it's the noise surrounding uh, uh, the old fun but the goals record the points record everything that's getting thrown it's a treble season you forget about that now as well and just concentrate on winning the games and the thing after the, the semi-final and after the Aberdeen defeat Rangers had to go and as I said it on the show it's like five cup finals it's five title deciders you need to try and go and finish this season off well well two down three to go See, in terms of differences from, from previous games Roger I wonder if it was just more of a case of both boxes and, yeah. and getting, getting those moments right because it feels like the chance Todd Cantwell scores, that's no different from chances Rangers have had in those games that they've lost to Celtic. And the chance that O and the chance that Matt O'Reilly and maybe Leo Labada squandered, they're no different from the chances no, that Celtic yeah, stuck listen, away in the you're, previous you're games. You're absolutely right, because if anything, you know, you asked about Joe Hart for the first goal. Todd Cantwell's still got an awful lot to do, and he executes really well. Can't The chance that Cantwell scored is tougher than the two fashion Sakala missed in those two previous Hamden games, if you remember. Um, Abada, when he had the chance at 1-0, um, in the 4-0 game at Celtic Park, he was scoring goals. This time he fluffed the chance. Um, McCrory makes the save from Matt O'Reilly that John McLaughlin didn't make in the 4-0 game earlier on in the season. So you're absolutely right. Kenny pointed out, does Kyogo take the chance that O hits the post with? Yes, mm. probably. So for once... Rangers were clinical in both boxes and Celtic's performance left a bit to be desired in both boxes. Because it's 
Absolutely natural I get it Because of the intensity Of the fixture I've always thought this Kenny Because I always get to look at them From the outside And certainly been here Apart from your obvious ones You know your The four nils and whatever That, that crop up every now and then it, it does feel like we always We make a lot About the performance Of the, the winning team And we always say you oh, They dominated And this other team Created nothing When actually None of the games Are ever really like that And it's about Picking your, your big moments well this, that, that's see, guys. That, that's football. Though. You know, that's not this this game. This is yep. any game of football. It feels You're, like it's in, more intense though when these two meet. But it's because it's more scrutiny. You know, and it, and it, it doesn't. Rangers against Celtic doesn't mean more than what Ross County did to, uh, against Dundee United to their fans and to their team and to their manager. But th- these games are far under far more scrutiny than those games, and that's just the way it is in Glasgow. But that is football. It's both boxes. Michael said it a lot over this last month because the games have been super tight. Alfredo Morelos has the chance that Celtic Park doesn't take it. Similar-ish. I thought that similar, similar to Cantwell, yeah. Sakala, like you say, is an easier chance coming back off the post. Not the goalkeeper comes off the post. He's got to score it. Be honest. Goal. Be so, honest with me. Do you think he missed it at the weekend? Did I, you I, think I, I, he had I missed he had, it? I thought he had put it in the side net and I did. <laughs> Everybody I really did. did. He's, he's, kind of, he's went to kind of smooth it into the empty goal and it's hit his ankle and just sneaked in at the near post. Have you it's seen, have you seen the, the... I think there's a brilliant picture from the other side of... Fashion Sakala, and you can see the stand behind them, and everybody's got their, their head in their hands. <laughs> Poor guy. You anyway. can just see the turn of the grass was just turning it away, and it was trying. I thought maybe been another yard out, it might have just not by, but it never. It went in the goal. It was the third goal, and you know what? I felt he deserved it. Again, he gives a lot to the game. Is he going to be Rangers number nine moving forward? Probably not. But he gives everything to the game. He has his moments. This was one that he took. Yeah, City in the show on Saturday, Gordon. I thought Rangers needed it more. Um, just to lift spirits at the end of um, a season of underachievement uh, I think Michael Bill needed it because he needed to show he could get a result against Celtic even in, as we say, the most meaningful, meaningless game of the season um, but if you think to the first game of next season at Ibrox Celtic will most likely have Kyogo, Maeda, Moy, Taylor, Johnson, Carter, Vickers and Rangers too I mean Kenny touched on it there If Rangers go into the first old fun game Of next season With Fashion Sakala And Robbie Matondo As a front two Then the supporters Will be phoning this show 24-7 Asking what's going on uh, Okay thank you very much to John What are your thoughts out there On 01419511025 Michael Beale Says the result Will give them oxygen Heading into the summer Firstly the atmosphere created by the fans in the in the first half of the first 15 minutes was incredible and it gave energy to the team we wanted the team to play with energy we started the game really well and we took a, a similar chance to the ones we've missed in other big games this year it was a great strike from Todd and then I thought the first 15 minutes of the game both teams played at a frantic pace what this fixture is known for really it was a a feisty game. I was delighted with my team. I thought their energy was really good. And and today, in this fixture, for the first time this year, in the boxes, we, we executed. So the outcome is we won. It's nothing more than that. We know that. But it's a, it's a nice feeling now for the players and for the fans going home. I think what it does, it gives us some oxygen going into the summer and, and the exciting period that we've got now of recruiting some players in. I still think this current group are capable of big performances and, and they, they put a decent one in today. How important is that, Roger, that the, the tone there from Michael Beale, you know, it's, it's nothing more than that. How, how important... And I don't know if anyone's getting carried away I've no idea I've not necessarily heard that on the phones yet I must say um, 
But how important will that message be? Yeah, I think the external message from Michael Beale will probably be different to the internal message from Michael Beale. He he will know that at the end of this season, Celtic will probably walk off with a domestic treble. There's two in the bag already. Scottish Cup final against Inverness on the 3rd of June. So I think he knows that publicly he can't come out and make a huge amount of this win. Particularly when Celtic have, have won one and won four and drawn one of the previous five, if you know what I mean, this season. But I think internally, behind closed doors, he probably will have every right to say to those players, right guys, you've now laid down a marker for next season. You've shown what you can do. Um, it's different personnel. You know, in this show tonight, we've spoken about, you know, Morelos, but, you know, Kent, Barisic, Ben Davis, people like that. Guys who have lost a lot of these games weren't there at the weekend. And there were better performances from mm. Cantwell and Raskin, the two guys who came in in January, from Suter, fit again, from Yelmaz, who you know who impressed a lot of people. Even from Sakala mm. and Matondo look, look much better. Internally, he'll be telling a different story. What do you think, Rangers fans? Who impressed you that came into the team at the weekend? Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. He wasn't happy with the changes he made to his team. wasn't great. We were obviously um, disappointing... Uh, Performance, disappointing outcome. A couple of moments in the first half where we really should have you know, scored and at least um, taken some momentum out of the game, but we never got that foothold. And then uh, second half, we never really made an impact. You know, we kind of was a bit of desperation about us trying to get into the game rather than just um, sort of playing our football. It's a tough, tough place to get an opportunity, but it's not the first time. You know, I've certainly done that in terms of giving guys. You know, sometimes debuts in these games. Um, you know, they just need to, to understand this what this football club's about. That's the expectations. You you don't get uh, an easy ride. You don't get a you know cushy sort of uh, introduction into life as a as a Celtic footballer. It's uh, it's demanding from the moment you put on that shirt till till the moment you leave. And uh, and it wasn't just about the guys who came in. I look. Obviously, the, the changes didn't help. But I just thought the general performance, level of performance, wasn't there. Alec is a Celtic fan Who do you want to discuss Alec Guys that came in Or guys that usually play And didn't impress you uh, Thanks for taking my call Gordon uh, Kenny, Roger Now I, I actually think uh, Joe Hart Has gotten an easy right here uh, I mean he's obviously A big improvement in what Barkas was But in Saturday He dives across the, the, his penalty box As if like Superman And just parries it back into the, the box again it, you surely a goalkeeper should be trying to push that ball away to the side rather than punching it back in and obviously can't be all scores for it. Uh, another thing I know is I don't think Burnaby is anywhere near Celtic quality. He gets shown up at Tynecastle a few months ago there when he, he really had a nightmare. And Ange, I know, has to make some changes. He's wanting to make sure the players are OK for the Cup. But Burnaby and Ralston just aren't going to do it for, for me in Europe either. I think they're... they're Quite poor quality players And we, we should be, be looking to replace them Burnaby's an interesting one Because he is an Ange Postacoglu signing And he wasn't cheap Cost a lot of money So if we're saying Kobayashi needs a bit more time If that's what was mentioned earlier on in the show Where is where is Burnaby? We've seen a bit of him Well here's the bottom line And I'm sure Alec will agree with this Burnaby's not as good as Greg Taylor That's why Greg Taylor plays in the team um, Tony Ralston's not as good as Alistair Johnson That's why Johnson plays in the team And Kobe Ashley at the minute isn't as good As Carter Vickers or Starfield That's why they normally play in the team Carter Vickers obviously injured just now Joe Hart for me is still Celtic's number one goalkeeper He's, he's streets ahead of Sigrist or Bain For me 
Um, he didn't look brilliant at all at the first goal. He's had a decent season in the PFA Scotland Team of the Year, Gordon, that was announced last night. Um, but, but, you wonder, I don't think Joe Hart's going to get any better. At, is he 35 years of age now? So, uh, I think there'll be a lot of questions asked at Celtic Park off the back of Saturday's performance about where Celtic want to strengthen in the summer. He's 36, for what it's worth, which isn't old for a goalkeeper, certainly. Um I've always, yeah, I've always wondered, Kenny, about where do Celtic upgrade? Where can they upgrade? Because it's a compliment. Someone who's definitely better than Kyogo and plays every week ahead of Kyogo, goodness knows what that would cost you. And the same could be said for McGregor and Hitati and so on. So Carter Vickers probably. So you start wondering if Joe Hart, whilst not really doing much, much wrong, you do wonder if it's something that could be improved upon. You're always looking for that And I think if you go back to last year And you were last Or the end this time last season You were thinking Right where could Celtic strengthen Left back was probably the first area That every single person Would have said That's what that's what we need Well they went and spent A good bit of money on Burnaby And what it's done is Which you hope it does do When you when you sign players It took Greg Taylor To another level And he's kept him out of the team For the whole of the season So uh, Is it an area You would still look to To Maybe upgrade Potentially I still think Maybe a centre back for for Celtic, and I still think maybe another forward in the in the wider areas uh, is where they could potentially. But what they've got to do is prioritise. You can't go on there, and, and Celtic don't need wholesale changes. They are really really strong yeah. in the middle of the pitch. They have recruited right back. They have recruited left back. Carter Vickers and, and Starfield have shown a really good partnership. But it doesn't mean you rest on your laurels and stand still. You're always just looking. Angel, nobody wants to strengthen. There's no doubt they'll sign players in the summer. Will it be squad players? Maybe just to bolster the, the strength and depth. That, by the way, we've absolutely applauded and 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 the whole season we've talked about it. Now off the back of a, one result, one meaningless result, we're now kind of questioning Angie's. Or partly Andrew's recruitment now, you know. I, I think there are areas before goalkeeper. I think just numerically, I think they need another centre half. I think Stephen Mills should probably leave in the summer. I think they need another centre mm. half. Um, there's talk that they're looking at a right sided attacking player. Um, perhaps a bad I could go. James Forrest hasn't featured a lot because of injuries and what have you. Um, and I do think they're a striker. Like just, just numerically, I would go if there's money to be spent in the summer. I would go and get a striker to back up. Do you think it is just in, in certain areas? Because again, we, we talk about the, the knee jerk to this. It's almost like, okay, come Saturday dinner time, oh, Celtic actually don't have strength and depth. I can't believe this. We've been speaking all season and, and now they don't. We're clearly, like all the, the truth will be, be somewhere in the middle. Oh, the reason you've not really noticed this before is because he can rotate the midfield three and it doesn't have much impact, can generally rotate the front players, maybe not Kyogo included. Not Kyogo, yeah. But if you notice... I think the level of rotation at the back is nowhere near as frequent this season as it was last season. Yeah. So they still have strength and depth in a lot of areas, but maybe not left back, maybe not right back. And then if you're asking your stand-in centre back to be as good as Cameron Carter Vickers, that is probably an ask. Yeah. Well, that's why you're hoping that it's your big players. Your your ones you, you can't again. We talked about this when Callum McGregor mm. had that wee spell injury. There's guys that you just don't. That, that you actually can't mm. do without Carter Vickers is one of them Kyogo's one of them McGregor's one of them and I know in his absence you've seen Matt O'Reilly kind of mm. drop back in there and do a fantastic job that, 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 that's what I'm saying I wonder yeah. are we actually at this stage surprising as it may sound where Greg Taylor being out of the team 
is more damaging than than, than a Rio Hitati or a Callum McGregor because of what's lying in reserve. Potentially, yeah, potentially, and that's where like recruitment again for, for when, when you think about it, like, fans particularly just start to think right, we need to get better inside buildings. You need right, right, okay, this is what we've got to work with. This is the money we've got to spend. Where's the priorities? Is Joe Hart a priority to replace? No. Absolutely not. You've got a wonderful goalkeeper there. Maybe in a year, two years, yes, maybe it becomes a, um, a, a like a more pressing priority. At the moment, there's bigger priorities. There's different areas of the team that need strengthening. That might be starters. It mm. might be. But see, if it's no starters, then you start running the risk of the Rangers scenario. That, that starting lineup doesn't get yeah, uh, doesn't improve. improved in two, three transfer windows. Thank you, Alec. Good time to call. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 And you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB uh, Let's bring in Josh Who's on the line from East Kilbride How's it going Josh? I'm alright, how you all doing? Not bad, not bad in here at all What's on your mind tonight then? I was at the game at the weekend I'm a Rangers fan um, And I was listening to the, the team On my way up the road And then I've been in the car tonight And I've been listening to some of the callers And as much as I, as I get The fact that the, the league was over And Celtic had rotation There's no really been much said About the amount of Rangers players That didn't start That had been starting all year as well I mean we're talking about How these Celtic players Maybe weren't up to the cup But Rangers started with McCrory and goals who was playing only second game of the season. We had Shooter at centre-back, fourth start of the season. We had Yilmaz at left-back, Barisic as the first choice. We had no Kent. Sakala was playing through the middle, which he'd done sporadically all through the season. Matondo's played a handful of games. So in, in essence, we had just as many out of that starting lineup than we would have wanted on Saturday as well. I don't think I've been said about that. Just on that though Then you would have wanted Because I wondered If there's an obvious difference here Josh In that Celtic Would have been stronger If Cameron Carter Vickers And Kyogo had started Would Rangers have been stronger If Kent and Morelos had started? I think After the season Whether they came off form or not You, you wouldn't say That Yilmaz would have been A first choice left back But you would imagine that Davis, who's been semi-consistent all season, would have stayed in there just purely because Shooter's not had a lot of match game practice since he's came back to injury. And to be fair, form or not, been on form all season, has been a in the left wing as well. So, yeah, you've got to imagine that they would have played. Imagining they would have played, though, is different to imagining that they would have made the team better. And I feel like it's very hard to compare Celtic and Rangers and the players that you know were left out or whatever. Well, the guys who didn't play Gordon have had more than enough chances this season to show what they can do against Celtic. Barisic, Ben Davis, Kent, and Morelos. Um, Yilmaz at the weekend performed better against Celtic than Barisic has in any game this season. Um, John Souter, goal scoring aside, was more secure at the back than Ben Davis has been against Celtic in any game this season. And the forward line troubled Celtic more. On Saturday than they did at any stage this season When Morelos and Kent were involved And Morelos and Kent have been terrific players For Rangers over the years Barisage too But I think Rangers now have maybe moved on beyond them all I mean I get it Kenny Because Josh is right If you were talking about a team on paper Then then Rangers left out some of or for, for various reasons Some of their main players Using the old air quotes Didn't feature 
But when those players have been underperforming, I just wonder if it's really the same the same argument. It's not. It's not the same argument because, like Roger says, these guys have been tried and tested over the course of the season against Celtic, and the results and performances have have not really been good enough. I mean, there's been positives with with, with Morelos in the team. There's been positives with Barisic in the team in Kent. Uh, again, namely Celtic Park and even uh, even the semi final. But uh, I think I think the more kind of pressing point would be both teams starting lineups in that first game at Ibrox next year. Kyogo will be playing as long as he's fit. Carter Rickers will be playing as long as he's fit. Johnson again, all that for the Celtic players. Mm. There probably will be maybe at least a new f- face in the Celtic team. What there will be is there'll be four or five new faces in that Rangers team as well. So it's. What does it mean right now? It means Rangers have, have got that, that monkey off their back. You know, they've won this game. It was a wonderful performance. Whether guys are should be in the team, shouldn't be in the team, are the first choice or the no first choice. Rangers played very, very well. Sakal and Matondo were a threat with their mm. pace. Yilmaz probably came in and had one of his better games considering the level of opposition that he was playing against. It was a it was a top, top performance. Was there anything that you could take though, Josh, going forward? You know, like, have you, have you changed your thoughts on Robbie McCrory? Can he... Be more of a, a prominent part of the goalkeeping setup next season. Could Yilmaz be be the option at left back next season? Did, did any of that um, fill you with optimism? I think the, the the best thing for me the weekend was the the central midfield three. See, allowing them to, uh, the way that they played, which allowed Cadwell to, to get about the pitch more and be more effective in the final third. I took a lot of a lot of plays for that. That's made me optimistic for next year. I think Yilmaz is, is a fringe player. That's why I was calling because I think ultimately at the end of the season you would have always classed them throughout the season as being a fringe player. The Tondo is the same. And as much as Suter played the game against Livingston and then got injured, if Davis wasn't injured, he wouldn't have started that game Saturday. Um, no, in my opinion, he wouldn't have. And again, I'm really happy McCrory got the choice because most of the season he's been club choice. But that was more the point I was saying. We're talking about players that have been on the cusp of the Celtic team. Matondo, Yilmaz, Suter, McCrory. These are all guys that have been in the, in the fringes of the Rangers team. Whether it's been a poor Rangers team or no, they've still been no part of the starting eleven up until that game. Oh, listen, absolutely. But I feel like the conclusion from the weekend is that oh, the guys that come in from the, the guys that were missing for Celtic need to come back into the team. That's not the same conclusion from Rangers No but I think what Rangers Now need to do Is add to what they showed at the weekend What about McCrory Sorry to sort of button But I just looked at the clock And realised we're fast approaching Beat the pundit time McCrory has been a big talking point What did you make of his performance at the weekend And over the last couple Have you changed your thoughts on where he might fit in next season His performance at the weekend was excellent His performance against Celtic last season was excellent He's played in two old firm games He's kept two old firm clean sheets Um, I haven't seen a big enough body of his work That would guarantee me thinking that he's ready to be Rangers number one I think, you know, this season Rangers started the season, remember, with Number one, John McLaughlin Number two, Alan McGregor Number three, Robbie Mm. McCrory um, McGregor naturally showed his worth to become number one again. I think next season the deal's not done. I think next season Jack Butlin will start as number one. Robin McCrory will be his deputy, and Rangers might look to either promote mm. from within or big enough third choice goalie. But do you think can Robbie McCrory at least be Rangers number two next season? I think he's done enough to show is uh, is worthy of being in the conversation. I do agree with Roger. I think. Michael has said that he will, he will be signing someone in that area. Mm. I would expect it to be someone to replace Alan McGregor. 
Uh, I think you need someone of a, of a stature to come and replace the man that's leaving. But in Robbie's defence, he's had four games, he's had four clean sheets, two of them being old firm yeah. games. I think the last one he played was the last one that Rangers had won. So he's, uh, he's, he's played part in successful games at the, uh, in, in the biggest games uh, that he could possibly be facing in the country. He's not done himself any harm and he deserves to be part of the conversation. A good airship as well. No, I knew you were going just along the road from me. You should have seen this guy with Depot Akinyemi last night getting ah, selfies and everything. Ah, disgusting for a man of yeah. his age. Anyway, thank you to Josh. It's that time already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. It's a new week. Let's see what we've got here. 01419511025. You call that number before seven o'clock. Come on here, take on Roger Hanna or Kenny Miller, and if you get more questions right than they do, you win a sign ball. It's as simple as that. So give us a shout and we'll try and get you on next. Monday night, you know the drill Look back on all the big talking points from the weekend So let's carry on If you're agreeing or disagreeing with what you've heard so far Why not share it with us Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here Looking back in the game specifically At Ibrox at the weekend What did you take away from it? Celtic fans, the theme so far has been that you're I was going to say reserve players That sounds a bit unfair The guys that came into the team Maybe weren't as good as the guys That had dropped out Rangers fans What did you make of the players That came in That haven't started many games How important was it To get that win And end the difficult run For Michael Beale? All the usual questions After a game Like that one uh, And in terms of looking forward We've not even touched On the relegation battle And the race for third yet Because it was all in there St Mirren fans wonder if you'd be Keen to share your thoughts after a roller coaster game against Hearts at the weekend. It was also the PFA Player of the Year awards last night. Kyogo is PFA Scotland's Players Player of the Year. I wonder if he thought that was the right choice. I don't think there'll be too many arguments, but you never know. Malik Tillman got the young player, which was an interesting shout. Ange Postacoglu, I think the first manager ever, Roger, to win back to back Manager of the Year awards, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and he listen. He, he spoke well after it. I know Stephen Millen here was desperate for James McPake to Not win the to award. Be. There'll be St Mirren supporters would make a case for Stephen Robinson, Darren Young, at Sterling Albion. I think it was a short list as well. But no, oh, fair play to Ange. So there you are. If you've any thoughts on who won the awards last night, you can share them right now as well. But let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. uk slash football. Right, beat the pundit time It's a new week, a clean slate I always like to see how we get off You know, the football cliches Laying down a marker Coming out the traps quickly That sort of thing in the week Logan from Torrey Glen How's it going, Logan? How's it going, guys? You alright? Have you ever played before? I've played at home But I've not actually phoned up yet no. Generally do okay? About a three or a four So I'm not giving myself too much pressure mm, You never know Sometimes they're low scoring I would advise I mean, no, Kenny's decent But... I think we all know you don't want to but there were shouts at the, the PFAs last night actually a gentleman approached me at the bar and said they thought you should definitely be starting on more than minus one yeah yeah that seemed to be a theme of the evening did, did, did you get a few of those did yeah, you yeah I did yeah. So, maybe next season it's something we could look at I'm a bit sick of you still winning uh, heads it's Roger minus one tails it's Kenny and it's tails Kenny Miller up against Logan from Tory Glen so what we'll do here is give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to 
Bit of musical entertainment for him Logan whilst you entertain us 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer Okay Perfect Top man your time starts now Name any of the three Rangers players Who started the first and last Old Firm games of this season uh, Tavernier Adam Montgomery is on loan from Celtic At which Scottish club St Johnson Name either player in the SPFL Who scored a hat-trick on Saturday Pass Who's the only Scottish Premiership player to score 10 league penalties this season? Tavernier Which Spanish team won La Liga on Sunday? Barcelona Who's the only SPFL side who finished the season with just one loss? Uh, pass Okay, Kenny, can you hear us? Yep Good, same set of questions, ready? Yep Let's go Name any of the three Rangers players who started the first and last Old Firm games this season Tavernier Adam Montgomery is on loan from Celtic Saint Which Johnson. other Scottish team Name either player in the SPFL Who scored a hat-trick on Saturday White Who's the only Scottish Premiership player To score 10 league penalties this season? Shankland Which Spanish team won La Liga on Sunday? Barcelona Who's the only SPFL side Who finished the season with just one defeat? Celtic Before Kyogo Who was the last player to reach 30 goals In a season for Celtic? Larson Oh. Logan, what's the verdict? Oh, I've been done in. Logan says he usually gets three or four. Yeah. I'm wondering, there's going to be a bit of consistency here. Uh, only three Rangers players started the first and the last meeting of the sides this season. You had the choice of Lundstrom, Goldson, or Tavernier. You both got it. Well done. You both knew that Adam Montgomery was on loan at St Johnston. Only Kenny knew Jordan White got the hat trick. So it's three two to Kenny. Who else? In the weekend Playoffs count remember SPFL oh, Andy Winter of Andy Hamilton, Winter of yeah. Hamilton. Uh, 3-2 to Kenny Miller uh, I, I just knew Logan would go James Tavernier I just had a funny feeling For the penalties But it is Lauren Shankland James Tavernier has got 8 penalty goals uh, From 10 attempts this season And Shankland has scored 10 Out of 10? It's some, that's some going isn't it? Oh, no, You know we talk about Ah he takes penalties As if like it's easy, and I'm sure it boosts your chances certainly of increasing your goals. But he's very, very good from the spot as Lauren Shankland. Anyway, uh, Kenny goes further in front. You both knew Barcelona, so you're up to your three, Logan. Yeah. Unfortunately for you, Kenny's got five, uh, and he even had time to make a mess of the last two because Celtic lost at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's Dunfermline, just one defeat, and Moussa Dembele, Dembele was the last player to yeah. reach thirty. So Logan, you. Listen, I can't ask for more than that You came on and told us how many you would get It just so happens that Kenny got two more than you Hardlines Ah oh, well, fair to Kenny Thanks Cheers, Logan. Good man, Logan from Tory Glen And we're back on Tuesdays Beat the pundit as well So 01419511025 If you want to get your thoughts in Gone then, we've debated it for weeks So it's only fair that we sort of round it off Kyogo, Players Player of the Year in Scotland Any complaints from you two? Not for me. I said uh, we'd win it. Uh, probably just ahead of Callum McGregor, and I know Carter Vickers wasn't on the on the shortlist, but I thought he would have been a a, a decent shout for it as well. But honourable mentions, hundred percent for Van Veen. Wonderful season, incredible. Twenty six goals. Shankland, I think he's up there. Twenty five, twenty six as well. Incredible. I think he's the exact same actually. Twenty six all in as well. Brilliant season he's had as well. Uh, and, and probably Tavernier If anybody on the Rangers side of the season that he's had yeah, I don't think it raised too many eyebrows We had a lot of people putting cases forward And you could I'm bound to say this But you could definitely make a case out with 
you know, Celtic for, for someone like Van Veen to do that at a club that's not had a brilliant season as a team is a remarkable individual achievement. But yeah, I, I would agree with that. Listen, I, I know your love for Kevin Van Veen. He's done astonishingly well for Motherwell, breaking club records mm. this season. I, I just I said in the show weeks ago, Kyogo is the best player in the country this season. He deserved his award. He's got thirty this season. He's got fifty over two seasons. And the thing that separates him, Gordon, is he can turn it on in the big games. You know, the last two seasons, two goals in each of the two League Cup finals. Yeah. He's got five and four against Rangers in the calendar year. Um, that's what separates him from the rest, and he's a deserving winner. Yeah, I don't think too many complaints. Again, we 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 skirted over the Ange Postecoglou one earlier. Again, Kenny, we 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 know the way it works here because we've got such an an equal football landscape here. So, if you're a smaller club and you can really punch above your weight, really do something that's not expected of you, then I think you should be able to topple the guy that wins the league as manager of the year. However, if you do it in the manner that Ange Postecoglou has done it in, and then maybe in the absence of some of those, again, you know, Stephen Robinson's brilliant, St. Mirren are sixth at the moment, so it's just not, it's probably not quite enough to. Overthrow just how good Celtic have been. No, it's no. It's just that's it. It's just a fact. And there's been other managers who have made probably top six who's no made the list as well for the for the short list. Wonderful year, James McPake as well. Obviously that one defeat that course, yeah. question. I'll remember that for life now. <laughs> uh, but he's a wonderful year. Uh, it's his second promotion. It's his first kind of league title as a manager. Wonderful job that he's done. But when you've got a manager who's already got two trophies in the bag, the league and the league cup, and probably going to go and lift the the, the, mm. the third in a couple of weeks' time. And like you say, the manner in which his team plays, how exciting and the amount of goals have scored. Uh, no, there was never anybody taking off hands last night. I think he'd done his homework. Very impressive. He uh, spoke very well that, yeah. about It was a quick Stephen Google, wasn't it? It was a quick Google before the, the, the stage, the I think. He I. was rhyming off yep. things about Darren Young and James McPake. I like that. Yeah, well, it was a little I, bit of effort. I, I have to say, I did think at the time, I hope Ange doesn't phone tomorrow for Beat the Pundit because he clearly knows his stuff. <laughs> that's enjoyed that point out Sterling Albion's achievements this year. Yeah. yeah he had it. He had it all covered I was out of the room at this point Did Kyogo do anything in English? Yes Did he? Yes he did Yeah, yeah he did a couple of answers in English And tellingly eh, Even when it was being translated And there was a bit of banter in the room He clearly knew what yeah, the banter was knows. about So <laughs> even though he wasn't too confident To give all the answers in English His English is a lot better than my Japanese And he certainly understands all the English It was one of the, it was one of the ones when I was actually at Celtic And Nakamura was on the, was in the team And again he'd never done anything in English I don't think We turned up early to a, a game at, uh, at Rugby Park Come on it So we're on it And uh, go on striking and says look if you want to stay on for a bit just stay on and, but the boys are straight off the bus and you know Nakamura was sitting reading the sun <laughs> like, this guy's at it you know so I think they maybe understand or can read or and can a, give a wee bit more than what they actually lot on you know a man of outstanding taste as well mm, clearly yeah. can't be, can't be <laughs> one of your articles or was it the record was I, I don't know, know. Sure. <laughs> too, too late Kenny um, yeah I suppose the one that had a different level of debate about it I think would be the Young Player Award and it went yep. to Malik Tillman what did you make of that? did that surprise you at all? no, no, no it never surprised me but I think it was more I think a badder if, if he had maintained his first half of the season through it would have been harsher on but he never you know O'Reilly I think was the one O'Reilly might have been the one I thought could have maybe just challenged uh, so I think, has he got the most Tillman. assists in the he league? Has, yes, I think he, he has, has yeah. but uh, but what Tillman's got, I think he's, he's got 12 goals all in. Mm. Uh, I think it's 10 league goals, four league assists. 
he's only 20 years old as well he's came into obviously in a, in a, in a team that are, are toiling as well listen could he have done more yeah he could have but he's had a good season so I think for me it was a toss up between O'Reilly and Tillman yeah, it's interesting look Roger because I hope this isn't a contradiction because I like the debate that's why we do it we should all have an opinion but some of the language used by people who disagree with the choices does tend to be over the top because it's just voted for by yeah, the players so if they think that Malik Tillman was really good against them 100% at St Mirren and Motherwell and Ross County and they vote for him yeah and do you know what, like, where else do you we're, go we're from in a, we're in a strange situation actually with the Young Player Awards and it, there are different criteria for the PFA Scotland Award and the Football Writers Award for Young Player of the Year if you look at Fraser's short list yesterday Tillman an American Abada an Israeli a Matt O'Reilly an Englishman plus young Charlie O'Reilly from Albion Rovers and you know the three premier players none of them were automatic selections all the way through the season it's not as if you know Leila Bada grabbed that place and, and held on to it you know if you're picking Celtic's first choice front three it's Maida, Kyogo and Jota um, if you're picking Celtic's first choice midfield three it's probably McGregor, Hatate and Moy for me that's been Celtic at their strongest this season and likewise Rangers Tillman wasn't always a first pick so uh, that was a strange line you understand why players would ponder it and say oh well we'll maybe give it to Tillman and for the Football Writers Award that will come out in a couple of weeks different criteria you need to be a Scot now that's a whole lot harder so you we'll deal with that a in Scott. a couple of weeks you need to be under the age of 21 at the start wow. of the season you need to play in the SPFL you can't have Scots down mm. south or anything so that will be an interesting debate too I thought but equally as interesting as the fact that Malik Tillman won the award Kenny was the fact that he was there I just you know he, he was gone as far as we knew he was he was back to Munich listen um, without upsetting or without getting Fraser Wisher worked up about things that he's had to argue about I'm sure over the last few years there are players in this city and in this country who don't bother to turn up to the award sometimes but he was in Munich and he came back and just for that and then made it known in an interview that actually he's going to speak to Michael Beale in the coming days and he's not made up his own mind yet it's between Bayern Munich and Rangers and him but he's not made up his own mind yet so I just thought the fact that he was there was quite interesting it was uh, I mean again it's a, it's, a, it's a big night for a young man to get kind of recognised by his peers and, and put up for these awards so I think it's a, it's a big effort from considering he's injured and he's probably going through a bit of rehabbing and things at the moment back at Bayern Munich so it's uh, yeah, it was a big effort for him to come over. Obviously, he, he got the award. He said he said a decent season uh, through some trying times as well. I mean, it's it's not always been uh, kind of rose in the garden for Rangers this year, but he's he's putting some good performance. Am I right? Just sorry, am I right saying if you said you've said on here a few times that you wouldn't pay five million I for him? Would you? Lot, I think it's a lot. Of money. So how was it when you get sat next yeah. to him at the table last night? Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't think he'll probably pay attention to what I'm saying in, uh, in any of the Oh, he's a big fan. No, he loves uh, this show. I, 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 uh, I love Michael Beale talking about you know the, the players getting oxygen. Malik Tillman was sat at the table between Kenny Miller and Grado. He looked oh, as no, if no, he no, needed no, no. oxygen. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> you're not getting a word in edgeways. Anyway, um, Barry is on the line. How are you, Barry? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not bad, not bad at all. What's your point tonight? Um, it's just basically, it's uh, obviously it's about the weekend, but I need to pull up Roger Hanna. Um, Matt O'Reilly is actually Danish now, so you'll need to address him as Danish. Oh, yes. now that's a very Roger, good point. Well on. done, Barry. Quite right, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> just get one on top of you. <laughs> well, that was a question and beat the pundit then, huh? <laughs> 21 international. <laughs> um, basically, it was just um, obviously about the weekend and stuff, and Rangers were deserved winners. Um, they, they wanted it, basically, I think they wanted it more. I'm going to use a connotation. Growing up 
watching Celtic wasn't great for me. Um, the '94 season, um, we just lost to Wraith Rovers in the cup. Um, Rangers romped the league, uh, and we went and beat Rangers at hand. At that point, we were at Hamden. We beat Rangers three 0 and me as a sceptical youth, I was thinking, "Oh, great, we can we can challenge them." See, that summer, Rangers went out and spent. A lot of money. I think they signed Gascoigne that summer, uh, and, a, and a few other good quality players. Point being, Celtic have just won a thirty million pound title because that's what that is. That's what this is in terms of Champions League money. Um, now the board isn't the same as what the board was back then in terms of. I think Angie's been obviously been uh, backed tremendously by the Celtic board. I'm actually delighted that this this has happened because I've been shouting for years for a wee bit more transparency with the Celtic board, but they've 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 backed them to the hilt. I think Celtic are going to come back next year even stronger. Um, I know everybody's saying oh, Rangers are going to go through a change and they'll be a lot better, but I genuinely think Celtic will be a lot better next season as well. That's it, Roger. We said, I know oh. it's boring. We You're just going to have to wait a bit to see how significant Saturday was or whether it was yeah, a flash I mean, in the pan. The, the point Barry makes wouldn't surprise you at all because since Ange Postacoglu has been in the building, Celtic have emerged stronger from every transfer window. And I do wonder if... You know, he will use Saturday's performance and Saturday's result to go to the board and say, "This rebuild, you know, this build. I'm going to say rebuild. It's hardly a rebuild, but the development and evolution of this squad is not over simply because we've won a treble this season. There are areas of this squad I still think we need to strengthen. We need to deepen because next season we'll need to defend the treble." against an improving Rangers side while also trying to make the impact on the Champions League groups that we didn't make this season. Mm. And and listen, Bar- Barry might well be right. If Ange gets what he wants in the summer, another window, Celtic could emerge stronger next season. And how was his history lesson, the comparison? Do you see why Barry would go there as to, to why sometimes an end-of-season victory um, doesn't work out in the future? Yeah, and listen... We're joking that this is the most meaningful, meaningless game of the season. Um, come the start of next season and the game at Ibrox again when they meet competitively, the two 11s who played on Saturday may be completely different. Completely different. I think, Kenny, you can all oh, look, we specialise in this stuff here. You can spin that both ways because Barry's found what I'm sure is a very good example of a time where Celtic won an end of season game and it didn't count for anything and Rangers came back stronger. If you wanted to spin it the other way I feel like It was a big Topic on the show That when Steven Gerrard Eventually beat Celtic Just for that first time It was the first step You need to take the first step If you're not good enough To stop Celtic winning cups And you're not good enough To stop them winning leagues You need to at least Win a head to head At some point And take it from there I suppose that that that's the way Rangers would spin it And, and Barry would Would spin it the other way Which is fine Of course he would And that's uh, I mean <laughs> We've said all along. Roger says that the two starting lineups could be different. Listen, they will be different. There's no doubt about that. Rangers needed this, though. You know, they needed it, irrespective of what people might think it'll mean or or what it'll lead to, and and what the summer's going to bring. Only only time will tell. Rangers needed that one. You know, and I, and I feel as much as the performances I've said before, they've been decent. They just were toiling to get the job done. They were they weren't taking their big moments. They were conceding too many sloppy goals. 
But on Saturday, the performance was excellent. Mm. You know, they, they, they took their moments, they limited Celtic, yeah, it was a changed team, but they're still a very good team, by the way, and there's been some a lot of money spent, as, as you pointed out on Friday night, on the players that, that, that were coming in. So it was still a good team. It was still, for me, their first choice midfield. Uh, but I just think Rangers needed it, and, and, uh, and Barry's right, I think they wanted it more, I think they needed yeah. it more, and it'll definitely kind of ease that little bit of pressure on, on them uh, going into the and, summer. And get back to the game Barry's talking about. Remember... Walter Smith came in after the game Celtic had won 3-0 gave Celtic due credit and in his way out of the media room said oh and by the way we've just signed Paul Gascoigne from Lazio for 4.3 million who'll be coming in through the week and that was just a way of saying we'll be back next season mm. and we'll be back stronger and I think Ange Postacoglu on trophy day at Celtic Park and then after the Scottish Cup final will probably make a point of showing the silverware and saying we'll be back stronger Barry some of the criticism that's been levelled at Bernabe or Kobayashi oh, how fair is it uh, is it justified or do you think some of it's been over the top um, Bernabe I'd say fair enough um, I don't really rate him as a left but I don't think <clears throat> I don't think particularly he's a, he's a, a good defender um, and that's his job first and foremost I've not seen enough of him he, he say that he's going to um, get Taylor Taylor shot um, Kobayashi I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't the greatest against Hearts, I, I, but again, you know, it's it's very hard. These boys are young and they're trying to come in, and you know, sometimes it can. It, you're playing probably arguably two of the hardest teams in the league, you know. So it's probably a hard place to to kind of judge them. Maybe a wee bit more time with the team to settle in and, and start lineups. But for for me, um, going forward, no, Bernabe's not for me. We will find out. Thank you, Barry. 01419511025. Good time to call. We'll get a full time teaser next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. That is the number you need. Why not join us on the show? We would love to have you. Uh, you, you can always tweet, of course, at Clyde SSB, but we'd much prefer it on the phone. Um, just trying to check and see if we've got a full-time teaser for you. Let me see the old folder here. Mm, okay, I'm going to get back to you on that because I'm having some sort of technological hitch here as we oh, speak. Right. But don't you worry, mm-hmm. uh, I'll get back to you. I thought we were about to speak to Did George. This, He's disappeared with Daz's rubbish. Oh, don't honestly. He's, he's had a tough time of it hasn't he mm-hmm. Do you think that's why he didn't come to the PFA Awards last night Because his bin bags have been stolen Yeah yeah. I think there is every chance um, As always In the Glasgow in the West To get the reasons for it Lots of reaction to uh, The game at Ibrox Roger But Such a, a truly significant weekend the Games elsewhere Where you don't need to argue about whether They were meaningless or how meaningless they were Well they were all meaningful Even in the top section you, know, you look at that Kenny touched it Top of the show that race for third and probably for fourth and fifth as well for European qualification if we can assume that Celtic will win the Scottish Cup. What a chance it was for St Mirren 2-1 up against Hearts and then suddenly, you know, they, they concede that stupid penalty. Lauren Shanklin, as he always does, scores the penalty and suddenly it doesn't look so bad for Hearts. And what a game at Tynecastle now this Saturday lunchtime. Hearts with a chance to get within two points of Aberdeen. Hibs, they're still in the equation having got the point at Aberdeen, but they might have had three at Kevin Nisbet, not at his penalty save by Kellerus. And down the bottom, you know, I've been 
Last couple of weeks I've seen Dundee United lose at Perth I've seen them lose at home to Ross County They're now in the bottom They go to Livingston this weekend The team that can't buy a win But I mean of all those games Ross County they go to Motherwell to your place That looks like the toughest game you can possibly get at the minute In the bottom six And I think for Super Scoreboard I'm going to Rugby Park Kilmarnock against St Johnson oh, And if Hilly win be exciting, They it? go above St Johnson Who then have to go to Ross County in the midweek it's going to be incredible It really is I've got a full time teaser for you Now I don't think I would give this To any other punditry duo Because it's one of those Where you would just start Shouting out millions of names And it kind of defeats the purpose But Roger Hanna remembers everything And you probably featured In a few of these So I think we could take A more of a calculated approach Can you name the last Ten Different players To score Rangers First goal Of their league season like I say, to anyone else that might be tough But I think you can do it Name the last 10 different I.e. some guys might have featured on it more than once The last 10 different players to score Rangers' first goal of the domestic league season Tavernier Tavernier has done it Yep, it was mm-hmm. against Aberdeen in 2018 Yanis Hadji Yes, against Livy Ryan Kent Against Aberdeen at Petodre Yes, I knew you two would scoosh this League season, you said league yep. season Yeah, one more guess Mm. Well, who did it this season? I was just thinking it was the game at Levy. Joel Newbley put Livingston ahead, and the equaliser was scored Joel, by. Tav- no, was Tavern or not? Uh, no, I think he scored the, scored the winner. Ah, so yeah. he equalised. Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield You two are going to Scoosh this Well done uh, Right Full time at Clyde1.com That's the number you need If you want to submit a question Please do uh, It was Stephen McCara Who sent that one in Andy Is From Coatbridge How's it going Andy? I'm doing good Gordon yourself Yeah all good in here Certainly no complaints What are you thinking After the weekend? Well Listen to the show tonight You think that Celtic won in the cuspy Won in a treble This season I know we've won This will be our Second double in a row so, they just I heard Gordon say earlier that Celtic go on a treble. Celtic certainly haven't they won a treble. Celtic have to beat Inverness Cali before they win a treble. And with that defence that Celtic had out on Saturday, three players out missing, and they were a very low standard that Celtic played in defence. And I don't think Ange Postecoglou is going to put up with that. Did that surprise you, Andy? You know, because you're right. Like Celtic are on the cusp of an unbelievable season. Did Did you think that Celtic would be able to cope with those absentees a bit better? Well, having watched Burnaby in this season, I've not been impressed with the guy. I thought he was, you know, you think South American guys and coming into the team, and you're thinking this guy's this guy's got to have something, but he has not showed it. I mean, I used to criticise. Taylor, but Taylor this season has been outstanding for what the criticism that he suffered for the season, a couple of seasons that he was on the team. Um, yeah, is that, that the nature of football, Roger Hanna? Although it's criticism of Burnaby, it's a backhanded, well, it's, it's a roundabout compliment, really, for for Greg Taylor. Absolutely, and I think we simply paid that money to bring Alejandro Burnaby over from Argentina. The expectation was that he was going to oust Greg Taylor and he was going to be the first choice left back. And as Kenny said earlier on the show, not only has Greg Taylor risen to the challenge, he's probably had his best season in a Celtic jersey. And there is no contest now. Greg Taylor is Celtic's first choice left back. And Burnaby 
when he's had opportunities for me, whether it's a Hearts game Kenny spoke about, whether it's the Rangers game we're discussing from the weekend, Burnaby hasn't shown up particularly well. And I wonder in the summer, we're talking about Celtic improving, strengthening, evolving. I wonder if that involves another left back. We'll never know Kenny Miller You can't you can't prove these things You can't measure it How much of Greg Taylor's Level Do you think Is down to the The arrival of Alejandro Bernabe And, and trying to To really make sure he, he remained the main man In that spot Well I'm not going to try And, and testify to, to Greg to Taylor's mindset But what he's shown is is rose to the challenge and this is what you need to do at these clubs Rangers, Celtic mm. they're always look, they're not, never going to stand still your position might just be the position that they, that they sign somewhere in the summer and they need to bring them in and you need to realise that uh, that challenge and not give your jersey up and Greg Taylor's level has went to another level listen it's, it's, it's another it's a year he's a year into his, mm-hmm. his time with Ange he looks so comfortable in the role at the moment Like that's. A, I wonder how key that is though because I'm not saying Celtic are absolute trailblazers Nowhere else in the world does it But there aren't many teams that play the inverted fullbacks like that right? Or certainly at that sort of level um, So how, how important is that in the sense that you know, Greg Taylor has just taken to that yeah. really, really well And I'm sure Celtic try and scout And they'll try and find fullbacks that fit that profile That maybe have operated in that system Or show a skill set that they can But ultimately there won't be many players That automatically are just super comfortable in there Because listen it's, 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 There's a lot to the role It's not just about being inside And then being comfortable enough to take the ball on it And pass it His, his movement and his energy from the role Is, is really really uh, impressive as well Because he can be in there He can get it He can bounce it off Yep but it always moves again. It can not get it. That ball can it can go inside and drag people inside. The ball then goes wide to a jot or a meter. And the next thing he's dashing towards that corner flag, they're slipping him and his first mm. time crossing it across the goal. So he's he's really taking to the role. He understands it. It seems to suit him. But his energy also is uh, is incredible. His work ethic and he's just you know he looks like he's loving football at Celtic at the moment and that's shown me his performances this year Thank you very much to Andy and Copebridge hopefully we'll speak again Andy we're going to move on to something a bit different something off the field uh, from the weekend and quite frankly something even more important Clyde One Super Scoreboards supporting Mental Health Awareness Week There you go I didn't know if you knew that that this week is Mental Health Awareness Week 15th to 21st of May and all this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard we are going to support something far more important than football and is that mental health awareness every night we're going to speak to just someone maybe involved in an organisation involved in the game discussing how football can support people who are struggling by having a positive impact on our mental well-being and I'm pleased to say we are joined tonight by Joe McKee who works at Back On Side. You may also recognise the name as being a current player for Dumbarton. Back On Side, for those who don't know, a Scottish charity supporting those affected by mental health and challenging life circumstances. So, Joe, first of all, thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, Gordon. Thanks very much. Uh, Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you doing? All good here. On the pitch, people know what you do, Joe, for sure. So off it then, Back On Side. Tell us briefly what, what it is you do and what you're trying to achieve. Well, Back On Side's mission, um, as you said, is to provide support, awareness and education around mental health. Um, in the last five years, Back On Side have worked with well over 500 players and staff within the football industry. Um, so it's kind of grown um, quite a lot, obviously during COVID and stuff like that as well. A lot of people suffered. So um, we provide professional counselling, um, one-to-one, and uh, we've got a 24-7 crisis line as well that 
obviously is there for people that are in need. As I say, obviously we, we've, we've got a few partnerships with, with some big clubs, um, uh, the likes of Hibs and Ross County, and we provide for any of their staff or, or players um, if any of them ever need any help. And we also do that with um, some businesses as well who partner up uh, with us to support their staff. 500 people in the football industry sounds like quite a lot. Does that sort of underline maybe the, the scale of of the issue, Joe, and the fact that it maybe is hidden, it is surprising, and people don't realise just how many people are being affected by these things? Well, I think that's the thing, Gordon. I, I think, you know, we all go and watch a game on a Saturday, and uh, everybody thinks that everybody's 100% at it. But we all know that, you know, everyone's got stuff going on in their life, whether it's personal or um, things away from football, and obviously at this time of the year as well. It's very hard for a lot of, a lot of guys and girls within the game when it comes to contracts come to an end and ultimately we're all human beings we've all got bills to pay and, and it can be difficult um, and I think the thing we're back on side is, is we're just you know raising awareness that to, to let people know that we're all human beings and everybody's got stuff going on and it is okay um, to ask for help What type of what type of issues do people tend to, to be struggling with I'm just trying to hope that you can talk to our audience here because that's the point a lot of people listening and for all we know, even if there's one person out there that thinks, well, actually, that sounds a bit like me, and maybe I could go and you know speak to someone, go and get a bit of help. Well, as I said, we obviously have a twenty four seven crisis line, you know, that 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 can be there to help people if they're in a really low place, um, and we also know that you know a lot of people they don't really know where to go if they're in certain situations. I think we know obviously um, within the, the football industry as well that. Um, Come to the end of contract, um, you know you might. Obviously, we don't like to say it, but um, gambling as well and, and stuff like that, it can be it can be quite difficult. And as I said, but we're, we're human beings, so it's very easy for for these things to take over life. Um, and as I said, back on side is is there um, to have a helping hand to to try and get people um, back to their normal selves. See, at the same time, you know, football, we're very quick to point out all the things that football gets gets wrong and all the things that's bad about football. Can football be a, a real sort of force for good when it comes to this sort of thing? Definitely. I mean, as I said, we, we obviously work really closely with, with, with quite a few clubs. Um, we've, we've been up at Hibs recently and up at Ross County and, and these clubs are, are very much with it. You know, they, they understand um, what exactly is going on and, um, as I said, it's it's... There's, there's more clubs that are there that we're actively speaking to who totally get it. Um, so, as I said, we, we want to be there to try and have a partnership and try and provide help for whether it be a player or a staff, a staff member or whoever um, connected. And I think that's the thing as well that, that we need to understand is that it, it's not just all about football. I know obviously it's a football term back on side, but um, we're, we're all human beings at the end of the day, so it could be, it could be anyone out there. Joe, it's Roger Hannah. How you doing? I was just thinking, one of the first words you used there when speaking to Gordon was support. You're there to support and to help. You were at the PFL Awards dinner last night. Fraser Wishart spoke very eloquently about some of the support networks that PFA Scotland have. And I think it's fabulous that PFA Scotland and back on side and, and organisations organizations like that, they do offer support. They offer help. They offer counselling because if you see a footballer with a broken ankle or you see a footballer with a bust nose you know that footballer's hurting physically but you don't always know when footballers are you know going through hard times and you know mental health awareness of, of footballers of sportsmen 
of some of the young men even watching the football. I don't think there's enough recognition of that. There's not enough awareness of that. And I think anything that back on side, you know, you guys do, a PFA Scotland does, to shine a light on this problem and to to let young men in particular, young women, know there's a support structure there for them. All they need to do is pick up a phone line. Often they can stay anonymous and there's always someone on the other end of that line 24-7 to offer advice and maybe even just to give them a shoulder to cry on. I think the work you do is terrific. Well, thanks very much, Roger. That that's very much that's very much who we are, and obviously, you know that the, the PFA Scotland as well. They obviously do all they can, and we try and do as much as we can. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, we're here to try and help people um, get from one place to another, you know, and try and get back to being their normal selves. And the thing that that is obviously difficult for back on side is we we don't get any funding, you know, we don't get any government funding or anything like that. We we strictly rely on donations or. Um, regular giving on a monthly basis or some of the events that that we put on. Um, uh, we actually have a a big golf day coming up um, on June the nineteenth. I think that there might already be an invite out there for Kenny Miller. I think I think, I think he might be coming to play. I'm not sure. Um, if available, I'm there. Yep, absolutely. Brilliant, Kenny. Well, that's the thing. I think we've only got a couple of teams left anyway, guys, to to shift. So even if we could get a a, scoop, a super scoreboard team together, that would be brilliant. Oh listen, you don't need to ask Gordon DL twice to get his golf clubs out He'll probably I don't, I don't know if he, he, he talks too much in that golf course from He does a bit, <laughs> he does, I must say um, Joe, just finally, like I say, the, the, the reason we do this obviously is the, the hope that even one person who's listening and thinks Do you know what, life is getting a bit tough for me at the moment And goes and, and, and recognises what you're saying and manages to, to get some help even if it is one person So how, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can obviously we've got a twenty four seven crisis line, and if we also get a website as well that you can go on uh, to backonside.co.uk and you can see the number on there. We've got social channels. Obviously, I know that obviously the way it is these days, everyone's on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, so we're obviously on every single uh, social platform. So even if it's a direct message, which some people might feel more comfortable doing rather than you know actually speaking to someone, then. Um, there's obviously availability to do it there as well you can go and check that out at Back On Side Brilliant, thank you very much that was Joe McKee thanks for joining us Dumbarton player and business development manager for Back On Side a Scottish charity supporting those affected by mental health and various challenging life circumstances if you recognise any of that if that speaks to you please do visit the website as Joe says and uh, even give us a call you never know give us a call give us a message we'll point you in the right direction we'll get the answers to the teaser and uh, more talking points from the weekend next number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna Kenny Miller both here already by the way and not joking callers during that break just to react and get in touch after hearing uh, Joe on from back on side We're going to do that every night this week Just give a nod to Mental Health Awareness Week Just to try and help anyone uh, that's out there That thinks they might be struggling And of course it's so intrinsically linked to football these days as well uh, So hopefully we can um, speak in a way that people can relate to Anyway, on your full-time teaser tonight We're looking for the last 10 different players To score Rangers opening goal of a league season how many can you remember out there? Kenny and Roger are very good because Roger has the memory of an elephant and Kenny played in a lot of these games. So it's a good combo. You've got Tavernier, Hadji, Kent, Arfield. Well, I thought we'd go all the way back 
Um, Barry Mackay up at Peterhead. <laughs> now you're showing off. Well done. Waggy against Hamilton. Do you play in that one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Wallace against St Mirren. See, you're, you're good at this because I know a lot of daft footballers out there who can't even remember the game they played in last week. Yep. And you are recalling these yeah. with ease. And I headed this one down for Nicky Law. Oh, you had Harps, to get so. that one in, did you? What, just a wee cushioned. Yeah, just knocked it of. down, lost the game, though, because we con- oh, scored right, late okay. and then conceded right after it. Lost oh, that was. That was. Was that? What was the. That was madness that, that night. Was wasn't Osman so scored right after it, was That's it? That's right, yeah, I was there working. What was the Probably first that. game of the Pedro Cashina season? <sighs> because you played. I've, I've kind of took my mind off that at the time. You played progress, you scored. Uh, at home progress, to progress yeah. and then we, lost over there we Motherwell yeah we go Graham Dorrance I was there I remember Graham Dorrance I remember it right okay you've only, wait, you only got one to get I, I headed that one as oh, well enough <laughs> we've heard enough yeah. uh, only one to get I think so we'll get them before the end I am absolutely certain of it um, right how's the picture at the bottom looking any clearer to telling me who's going to go down no Great. no brilliant not at all Care to elaborate And it will go Right to the wire The good news is That that weekend At the end of the season You'll have Gordon Dale In here both Saturday And Sunday I would imagine Saturday for Celtic's Trophy day at Parkhead And Sunday For a fascinating finish In the bottom six I just think It's going to go all the way If you looked in D United at bottom I think they've got The best fixture This forthcoming weekend They go to Livingston Who are on the beach um, Whether David Martindale Will admit it or not They've been safe For several mm. weeks United have more to play for. County go to Motherwell, which is, looks like the toughest of the games. The way Kevin Van Veen scoring oh, goals at the minute. Believe it. And then you've got Kelly at home. They're a different animal at Rugby Park on that plastic pitch against the St. Johnson side who didn't look at it at home at Motherwell the weekend and are struggling for goals. I'm not saying this was unanimous or correct, but I, I do feel like for a, a number of weeks now we've, we have just been focusing on the three teams. Dundee United, Ross County, Kilmarnock. Well, well no, because we have says that they're right there. That's what I'm saying. They're they, right there. St Johnston get a passing mention, though, don't they? Do they now deserve more than a passing mention? Have we got a proper four-team scrap for? Well, well, I yeah. thought we, I thought we threw St Johnston into it prior to them beating uh, exactly. Dundee United. We're very so, fickle and like so that. They, like, you think right that's the end they've done enough, but then they lose and a couple of teams behind them win, so they're right back in it. I think St Johnston probably need uh, maybe one win, one one win gets CZM safe. To make it a wee bit clear, I would say the last three, I, w- I would say Dundee United need to win two. And I think the other ones might only need yeah. one. I mean, Dundee United so bottom. Dundee United bottom now on 31 points. Ross County on 33. Kilmarnock 34. St Johnson 36. So it's, it's incredible, Roger. It really is. I keep, I've said this a few times. You know, people talk about, well, Dundee United have the best players, whatever that means. That's just sort of what people say, isn't it, on paper? I'm not so sure about that. No, I know, but that, that's what that's what you hear, don't yeah. you? You, you go, the Kilmarnock have got this incredible home, home record, record that they've got St Johnston. So that that's a big a big day for Kilmarnock at home. It's St Johnston. If they can get the result there, it might just well the death will jump St Johnston, and they might just stretch. Sign, signs of life from Dundee United in recent weeks gone on a good run. Well, they had three and successive wins home to Ross County. Yeah, the, the, the damaging defeat at St Johnston, if you remember the week before when Charlie McGrew was sent off. Yep. Um, that even at that though, they were still safe going into Saturday's games. They were in tenth place. Kelly go past them by beating Levy at Rugby Park. Ross County go past them and that Jordan White hat trick, and they were well worth it, especially second half. On Saturday at Tannadice, Ross, Ross County um, It just changes every week You know, you, you wouldn't really 
be able with any confidence to predict how the three games will go this Saturday. And I'll tell you, Gordon, it's really quick fire. You know, speaking to Jamie McGrath of United after the game at Tanner Race on Saturday, and he said three games in a week. And I actually had to uh, think about it. It is. It's Saturday, it's midweek, it's the weekend. Only a week, three games mm. crammed in, and it's going to define the season for four teams. And it, it, it might well define how a lot of these players play their football next season and where they play the football and what they get paid. Well, that's true. And nothing changed at the top, right? In the race for third, except we've played one game more. Correct. So, really, Ab- Aberdeen looking in a very healthy position, aren't they? Well, of course they are. I mean, it's, it's a big game. Again, I mean, when this game falls at a good time for Hearts to try and just. They can directly affect it. You know, they can get the win, they can go two points behind the Aberdeen. Aberdeen win, that's it. They get third. It's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah, it's going to be tense. It is going to be tense. We're going to throw the playoffs into the mix again this week, Roger, yeah. after a dramatic. In fact, the weekend wasn't. Well, Aki's and Alawa was dramatic. Yeah. Um, but most of the drama was done in the first legs of the, the other games, and it's, it's going to be some week on that front again. Airdrie against Hamilton on Wednesday. That looks tasty. Yeah, and listen, we're down to the finals now. Um, and those three levels, you know, obviously, Partick and Eris, a semi final with the winner of that taking on the team that finishes 11th in the Prem. But for Airdrie and Hamilton, there's no going back now. For Annan and Jim Duffy's Clyde tomorrow night, there's no going back now. And for Albion Rovers, 1 1 at Spartans at the weekend, back to Clifton Hill. Charlie Riley on side, he spoke well last night when he was getting his League Two Player of the Year award. He knows they didn't play well in Edinburgh against Spartans at the weekend. But this is huge for Albion Rovers They have been a mainstay of our game for many years Right, you've only got one more on the teaser Looking for the last 10 different players To score an opening day league goal uh, The opening gate Easy for me to say Opening goal of a league season for Rangers <laughs> Tavernier, Hadji, Kent, Arfield Barry Mackay Waghorn, Wallace, Nicky Law, Graham Dorans I'm trying to count back This years. one is brutal What, what year? Brutal Because I've counted I, right I back to 2013 it was It is 2013 you're yep. looking for Against Dunfermline No No Is it no Breakin City Would you Breakin believe City? Two things have changed I thought oh. we got No you got Barry Mackay Against Peterhead I thought it was uh, the Andy Little No Dean Shields No it's really tough Really really tough I'm going to have to Put you out your misery no, you give us, give Defender us Chris Hegarty There you go Unbelievable to shout that as well done we're back tomorrow 6 o'clock Gordon DL Mark Wilson make sure you join us and as always a big thanks really really appreciate you taking time out of your night to listen and even more so to get in touch with the show so hopefully we can speak again tomorrow in the meantime Callum is up next